Yo, today's QOD is being afraid to risk keeps us lonely. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Leo Buscalia on the show today, and he kind of picks up where Carla Harris left off yesterday because she was talking about taking risk at the end of the show yesterday. And Leo's going to talk about taking risk in your relationship, risking being intimate, risking being vulnerable, risking being who you really are. Leo Buscalia, he's coming up. Being afraid to risk keeps us lonely. But anyway, I want to tell you about what these people said about why they don't want to risk in terms of being intimate. One said, and this is a real common answer, I'm afraid to be hurt. You know, every time I hear a comment like that, I think of William Faulkner's comment in Wild Palms when he said, if I had to choose between pain and nothing, I would always choose pain. Another said, you know, I get bored with relationships right away. As soon as we know each other and the newness vanishes, so does the excitement. Another, people don't want intimacy, just sex. Another, and here's a common one, I'm afraid to let anyone know who I really am because if they knew, they'd be horrified. Oh, my goodness. Nothing that you are in your secret heart of hearts am I not also. Nothing that you have ever done at your most terrible moments have I not also done. It's always a shock when a person goes to a counselor and gets up all this courage to tell him this monumental thing this counselor that has heard and heard, and you tell him or her, and they say, yes, and what else? (laughs) And you say, what else? (laughs) Did you hear what I said? Yes, I heard, but you you said such and such. You mean other people have felt this too? Oh, you bet. And you find that out when you dare to be intimate with someone and you dare to tell them who you are and you dare to tell them that you are a human person and that you felt all of the things that a human person feels. And to feel something and to act on something is a very different thing. And it's usually the greatest pain is caused by the things we feel. I don't believe real intimacy is possible. People are just too different. Here's an interesting one. Intimacy always makes me feel insecure and jealous. 
The deeper I feel about someone, the greater my insecurity and jealousy. So I'd rather just be casual, and then I'll never be pained. I only seem to fight and hurt those people I'm intimate with. So why bother? Every time I form an intimate relationship, I always feel cheated. I always feel there must be more somewhere, and I go looking, and then that adds guilt to my problems. We all have tremendous needs, but they're such different needs. And trying to fulfill somebody else's needs adds complications to my life, and I have problems enough. And so I choose loneliness, and so I choose isolation, and so I choose a form of death. Relationships are a risk, and they do make demands, and they make demands that you change, and they bring out all kinds of feelings, and they're your greatest single human challenge. But our modern society really doesn't reinforce intimacy. Uh, there are few studies on intimacy in the field, which is shocking. Do you know that one in every four marriages in the United States ends in divorce? Do you know that usual Relay casual relationships last approximately two months. You know, the minute you do something that displeases me, it's much easier to say, split, Columbus. You know, take the Santa Maria. <laughs> George Leonard, wonderful George Leonard says, we can orbit the earth. We can touch the moon, and yet this society has not devised a way for two people to live together for seven straight days without any assurance of harmony. And people like David Viscont, a psychiatrist, in a book called Feel Free, and he's not the only one, makes this statement. Feel free if a relationship becomes dull and sluggish to move out. And don't feel guilty because lasting relationships between any two people in our generation are no longer practical. You do your thing and I'll do my thing. If we touch, how nice. If we don't, auf Wiedersehen. There has never been a time when people have needed people so much. I do a rap show generally in Los Angeles um, in late in the evening, and I've been doing it for a long time. The biggest thing that happens there when I'm sitting in this little box with these little lights shining on, each little light is a human person out there in that big, lonely city called L.A. You hear these little voices coming through. Leo? And you say, yes. <clears throat> and then out it comes, you know, my wife's gone, my children are gone, I'm alone in an old room on Melrose. I don't know how to go next door, and I'm really lonely, and I'm afraid. Why don't they teach us how to reach out? Why indeed? One person called and said that their mother had married five men. And quote, end quote, I still don't know what it's like to have a father. That's poignancy. And four hours later, I crawl out of that booth, and I go home and stare for hours at the ceiling and wonder, how are we going to bridge 
these gaps? When is it going to be possible for me to say to someone, reach out and take her hand? And they realize that that's the beautiful way to freedom and not imprisonment. I don't know. But relationships are essential. Because as I said, your alternatives are loneliness, isolation, and ego loss. And your best indication of your health as a human person is how many lasting, meaningful, deep relationships you have. And you know, there are so many crazy levels of relationships. I've seen them all, and so have you. I did my doctorate with so-called washed-out schizophrenics, young adolescents who had already pulled away from the world and didn't even see it anymore. And if you reached over and touched them in love and caring, they'd say to you, don't touch me! And others who would sit and stare out of a window 24 hours a day if you let them. And just above that, the ritual intimacy, where we walk in and we see people, warm, tender, loving people who are bringing all their joy and all their despair through every minute of their life. And we say, good morning, how are you? And they answer, fine. You know, they're dying of leprosy. <laughs> but what would happen if they turned to you and said, well, I, you know, my leprosy is really getting me down. Are you ready to listen? And then what I call party talk. That's the stuff that's safe. You can talk about this, and you can talk about that, and you can talk about that, and it's just air put in vibration. Nothing's happening either to you or to anybody else. And then Baron's wonderful stuff on the games people play those little ritualistic games that we play that always bring the same response and therefore satisfy us in a vague way about security. You come home and you say, hi, honey. She says, hmm. And you say, what's the matter? She says, nothing. <laughs> well, I know there's something. No, no, it's nothing. Now, don't make a big thing out of it. But I know there must be something if you tell me it's nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, you know, I have a wonderful way with dealing with that, what I call the nothing syndrome. I, 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 I try, I really try, until they finally decide that for the third or fourth time it's absolutely nothing. Then I say, oh, I'm so glad it's nothing because I don't want you to suffer. I, suffer. I thought it was something. And now that I know it's nothing, I can go away happy. And I leave them. Oh, does that change behavior fast? Next time when you say, what's going on? They lay it on the line, and then you can deal with it. Why relationships? Why intimacy? In the first place, because intimacy is the only mirror we have. You know, it's a very funny thing, but the only person in the world who's going to tell you you've got gook on your nose is a person who loves you. Everybody else is going to let you go around with that on your nose all day long. They don't care. 
Or when somebody says, hey, Biscali, you got good, they get the biggest hug. <laughs> I need you to reflect me. I need you to show me who I am. I cannot judge solely. I need your response. When I speak and I hurt you, I need you to tell me you hurt so I might be able to do something new, choose another alternative, behave in another way. And intimacy is a person's natural way of overcoming loneliness. And loneliness really is the major malice of our time. Because we are so afraid of telling people who we are, we remain alone. That was Leo Buscalia. His website is leobuscalia.org. You can listen to today's entire talk on an audio program. You can find at audible.com called The Ultimate Leo Buscalia Library. All right, my friend, pick up your QOD swag over at qodmerch.com and have a fantastic weekend. I am out. Peace. Peace.